Hello, everyone. This is Sportify. I'm Bianca Burton, and I have Alec Rapp back with me today. So it's been a while since I've done the podcast because Alec and I have both been very busy. We want to talk about the draft. Now, there's a lot going on in the sports world at this moment. We've got the NHL playoffs. We've got the NBA playoffs starting and baseball season is in the heat of it. But most importantly, on Thursday, this Thursday, the draft comes. And I am so excited. I watch every single round. Do you watch every round or you just do the, the first I, round? No, no, no. I, I 100% do. So I I will uh, call myself out on something I shouldn't do that I did a couple years ago. So it was the, I believe it was the 2020 draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, so it was the 2020 draft and I was driving back from, so I grew up in Pennsylvania. I still lived there and I went home for the summer because that was my freshman year. And I was literally watching the draft while driving home because I left that weekend. And so I stayed in a hotel Thursday night in Tennessee. And I, I still remember it vividly pacing in the room. And AJ Terrell gets taken at 16 to the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm like, oh my gosh. CD Lamb's on the board. And I was like, <laughs> can we get CD Lamb? And now here we are three years later, they just um, they just picked up that fifth year option for him. Right. Um, but no, I, to answer your question, yes, I watch every single round of the draft and I'm personally, I'm so excited. This is my favorite time of year. Yes. Um, I love the draft, getting the new Cowboy players in because the Cowboys hit home runs with the draft every single time. I, Except I will be the for first. Well, Tristan okay. Hill. Let's ignore Tristan Hill. Let's ignore Taco Charleston. Throw that out the window. Really, it's more positions. It, it, you look at the Cowboys' offensive line history in the first round. Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, right. Zach Martin. They've done so well. And I'll be the first to tell you, I hated the Tyler Smith pick. I, remember. Um, I, I, remember. I thought he was a second, third round pick. One of our friends got a video of me when that pick was announced. And I immediately yes. screamed, no, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy is not that good. And for me personally, I wanted N'Kobe Dean from Georgia, right. who ended up going to Philadelphia in, I think, the fourth round. Um, what we didn't know at the time was N'Kobe Dean had a shoulder issue. Yeah. And I think he played in two games last year for Philadelphia. He He didn't really do anything. Um, so Tyler Smith worked out. Here's what, here's what I'll tell you. I learned last year, you know, the, uh, if you pick up a a penny or a quarter or whatever, most government buildings, they say in God, we trust when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, it's in Will McClay. We trust when it comes to the draft, (laughs) just trust Will McClay. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) I love that. Well, I, I just, by the way, the last time we talked, I don't believe that Kellen Moore was gone yet. Correct. And now we know he's gone, thank God. Uh, good luck to the LA Chargers. I hope you like Curl Route. I think um, he fits that scheme much better. He does. Uh, they may not have a running back, um, which is, <laughs> yeah. w- we can get into this regarding the draft. I think B. John Robinson's a name to watch at 21 if he even makes it that far. Mm. I thought Dalton Schultz was going to go there. He goes to Houston. They got our kind that of our scraps. Him and Noah Brown. Yeah, you know, they can have our trash. One man's trash is another man's oh treasure, as they say. My, my beef with Dalton Schultz is as such. Is he a good tight end? Yes. Yes. Is he a great tight end? No. 
No. And he wants no. great tight end money from at least when he was here. And that yeah. just was not going to come. I'm sorry. You, you're not Jason Well, Witten. Like He what? wasn't even a good tight end this past season. Like, that's, that's it, you, if you look at it, the reason – now, this is not the reason solely the Cowboys lost to San Francisco. There were oh, other The damn, reasons. like, out-of-bounds thing? Yeah. Two plays in a row. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't, you know, run out of bounds, throw back to Terrence Williams a couple years ago in the playoff. And so because he makes a player makes contact with him, the clock keeps running. So 15 yep. seconds go off the clock. Then the next play doesn't get both feet down. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, this is not the XFL. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, all right, now we're going to send Zeke out there to be center, which, by the way, the last time we talked, Zeke oh, Jesus. was still on the team. I, I think it was the right move to cut him. I was really sad. I love uh, Zeke. Oh, it's sad. Um, it, it was bittersweet. But I will tell you, I think there is There's something. probably There's something. a 60% chance that he comes back. I think it's a better shot than it, that he does than he doesn't. Um, because Agreed. I think he's starting to realize nobody actually wants him. Well, okay, let's let's get into a little bit of Zeke Elliott. But the yeah. thing is, he's a fantastic guy. He's such a nice guy. I love the um, camaraderie and leadership yes. that he represented while he was on the team, and of course his his best friendship with Dak. And yeah. um, he's just he's so nice. And yeah. I know that they don't you don't get paid for that, but he I do want to point that out because there are some players that are not so nice and they hate the media and they won't yeah. do interviews and they just, yeah. they don't do it. And that's fine. But he went out of his way to do what he needed to do in terms of yeah. just everything um, as a cowboy. And do I think he comes back somehow, some way? Honestly, I do. Now, whether that be on the field or on the sideline coaching, I'm not sure, but that's I, interesting. I, I didn't, would, I didn't I think about that aspect. I would be fine with him coaching. Yeah. I think because yeah. if we put him back in the uniform, I think we we kind of risk a little bit because it's like, well, we know he's he's not the Zeke he once was. There, I think it's a small chance that he just you know absolutely goes ballistic and surprises all of us and is now suddenly back to where he was before. I don't think that's a very good chance of happening. He's only getting older. Running backs are a contact position and the injuries that he's had. And I just want him to be safe. (laughs) And so I'm like, you know, why don't we just put him on the sideline and have him coach our running backs or do something along the line? Like you brought up the possibility of uh, it's in our last episode. Go back and listen. But um, I like that idea. And hell, I would be fine with Sean Lee coming back and coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has such a huge place in this organization and it just doesn't fit anywhere else. And um, he wanted, I believe his initial wants were Eagles, which disgusted me, Bengals and Jets. And all three of them said no. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's not really a market out there for... It was kind of surprising. I mean, not injury prone, but I mean, like, you got to think about it. The guy was running to the ground under the Jason Garrett era for those first four years of his career. So there was really no market for that. And that's why we can get into this. But I don't want the Cowboys to take B. John Robinson in the first round if he's there. I 100% agree. I think, honestly, personally, perfect Cowboy fit would be Tank Rigby. Um, 
later. In the yeah, I, I, I think that'd be pretty good. Um, I really like Roshan Johnson from Texas. I think if he played football anywhere else in the country, he's probably the number two or number three back. And the reason Jameer Gibbs. you hear this like all around, never draft a running back in the first round. Da, 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 yeah. da. Now, some teams need it. You know, some teams yeah. really yeah, I mean, need it right now. Yeah, th- there are there are teams that need that. The Cowboys needed that in 2016. Like, you right. go back to everybody's right. like, oh, well, we should have taken Jalen Ramsey. No, Darren no. McFadden was our running back in 2015. Like, we won four games for a reason. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. besides the fact that Romo was made in class, which... <laughs> Hey, I'm glad to see he's having some success in his golf career now. He won a celebrity classic or whatever yesterday here in Irving, oh. Texas. Oh, but... hey, just a shout out before I forget. Uh, I was at the XL, but, eh, let's try that again. XFL game uh, yesterday and Troy Aikman was there. So love nice. that. I believe like the general manager, or at least he was in 2020 for the Renegades, is Daryl Johnston, the Moose, who oh, was true. the fullback for for Aikman for most of those Super Bowls in the 90s, I believe. Actually, I think it was all of the Super Bowls in the 90s. I think you're right. But yeah, so we looked down and we're like, is that Troy Aikman? (laughs) And it was. So that was pretty cool. But it is cool having a lot of former Cowboys and current show up at other sporting events. I love that. Do I think, honestly, honestly, I think we need a bit of a receiver more than we do a running back at this point. In the first round, yeah. Well, so just like I, overall for me. Overall, um, I don't. I think we actually need the running back more than receiver, and I'll tell you why. So, one guy that I've kind of fallen in love with in the draft process is Ty J Spears from Tulane. Um, I was on the field for the USC Tulane Cotton Bowl game, and this yeah. guy was electric. I mean. Ty J Spears is like my dream player for the Cowboys to get in like the third or fourth round. He had 202 yards and four touchdowns in that game. He dismantled the Trojan defense. Phenomenal. And he, when he went to Mobile for the senior bowl, he was just a nifty little, you know who he reminds me of? And this is why I don't think the Cowboys are going to take Tony Pollard. Now you could double up at the position. That wouldn't work though. Or go out there in pre-agency and get a Leonard Fournette or somebody like that that's more – or bring Zeke back. Here's my question. Um, As we are going to discuss here in a bit, Leonard Fournette's still available. So why not just take literal Leonard Fournette? <laughs> well, yeah, th- that's the thing. Like, you could go and get Fournette. I personally don't like him. I did, he said some stuff about the Cowboys last year um, after – and he said it after the first game. Um, I just wasn't a fan of it. And I was like, you know, let's, honestly, that's why I say just bring back Zeke. But here's what you do. So if you're committed to not paying the running back salary, you just franchise tag Tony Pollard. He's here for a year. Mm-hmm. Go get uh, your next Tony Pollard and Ty J Spears in the third or fourth round and let Tony walk. Tony is a free agent next year. Right. Let him walk. And then you can use that money where it can be better spent. Running back is, and I've said this multiple times, running back is the most replaceable position in football. I think it would work out pretty well. I, Like I said, if you haven't watched any Ty J Spears, highly recommend after this, if you're listening to this, after, after you finish this up, go onto YouTube or wherever you search videos is pretty much on YouTube. <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, you can literally go on Twitter too and just type yeah, in Ty J Spears highlights or Ty J Spears, and you will see guys raving over him. He was phenomenal in Mobile. This the quickness, the ability to cut, the receiving ability is off the charts. The only knock that I have against him is that he tore his ACL two years ago. But he's coming off the best year of his career at Tulane. Now he's got a smaller sample size because he split carries the first three years at Tulane. Two, because he tore his ACL. But I'm telling you, whoever gets that guy is getting a steal. I worry about, the reason why I say receiver over running back is because I mean, Lamb had some issues last year. I think he'll bounce back. I'm not really worried about Lamb specifically, but let's say he doesn't. Okay, let's say he has a a horrible year like he did, and then Gallup, being Gallup, gets hurt again, and we've gotten rid of Noah Brown, and um, it's like, you know, we're actually kind of running low on resources here. And um, Well, we have Brandon Cooks now. Yeah. But I... I think personally, at least in my in my world, this is my last chance I'm giving Gallup. And if he doesn't perform, I'm cutting him this year. Yeah, I, I think he can do that. The, so what I'll say is uh, wide receivers the first year after an ACL almost never play that well. Um, it's kind of just like relearning how your leg works, um, especially as a receiver cutting routes a lot of times in the back of your mind, especially playing on turf. Oh, you know, if I cut this route too hard, am I going to pop that ACL again? That's something you never want to do. I really like Michael Gallup. Great guy. His best year yet. I know we talked about getting rid of Cooper and that Mm -hmm. wasn't a good move, but it did work the way that they wanted it to, which was giving Lamb more snaps. So Brandon Cooks is coming off one of the worst years in his career. I think he had 699 yards and six touchdowns. Not his fault. Davis Mills is his quarterback. Right. Like when you've got Davis Mills and Jeff Piscol thrown to you, I don't expect you to get more than 800 yards in a season. I really don't. And I'm excited personally for the rise of Nico Collins with the Texans, but I'm really excited about what Brandon Cook will do in Dallas because he brings speed, which we don't have. There's nobody in the first round that I want at receiving. Like I don't – the only guy that I want in the first round is Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, and I don't think he will be there. Oh, no, I think he'll be gone. But um, before we get into the draft, I do want to talk about just kind of where we left off with free agents. So were, were there any free agents besides Zeke Elliott that were not picked up that surprised you? Um, but they did everything that I wanted them to do. This is the first off season in probably my lifetime, if I'm being honest, or at least since I've really followed, followed the Cowboys. And I've been a fan since I was born into this fandom, basically. Um, this is the first off season that they have shocked me. All I have to say is, if this is how we're going to trend, let Jerry cook. I mean, Jerry, this offseason, okay, I the <laughs> we like the guys we have in the building has been kind of the moniker over the last decade with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to bring back Donovan Wilson. I wanted them to bring back Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah. I wanted them to bring back Cooper Rush. And he I didn't did. know if... 
I didn't didn't listen, everyone would be able to do it. But yeah, exactly. They did it. I, you know, there was so much talk about, oh, we've got um, the, you know, the whole Vander and um, Wilson talk was, well, it's probably going to be one or the other, or Mm -hmm. it might be none of them. And I was like, well, we can't lose both of them. But it was both. And they got them both. And I don't know how. And then not only do they get them both, they go out and they get Stefan Gilmore for literally nothing. This is a guy that is four years removed from defensive player of the year. And I know four years is a decent time in the NFL, but he has not fallen off that much. He had his best year since 2017 with the Colts last year. Yeah, he's 32, going to be 33 when the season starts. I don't really care. Yeah, we but you know what? somebody on the other side of Diggs, and we have that now. Also, also, like, I honestly think, and this is, I know Brady was a quarterback, but that brings up the discussion that, you know, playing is different now, and you can play longer. And um, I know certain positions have limitations to that statement, but you know, you're not, you turn 30 and you're done. That's not really how it works anymore. And so I have faith. Yeah. Well, you know, it really, it's all about the position and, you know, I mean, they give up a fifth and they swap stick round picks, I believe with the Colts. And I, I mean, they got him for next to nothing. And then the Brandon Cooks thing blew my mind because I knew it was probably going to happen. I didn't think they were going to... So they give up a fifth and a six. And I think they got a six. It it was something weird where... Or no, no, no. It was a fifth and a six, but one of them was uh, compensatory. So the Cowboys still have a pick in every round. Yes. And so they go out there. $18 $18 million a year, which I was not thrilled about. I was like, man, $18 million, just keep Cooper. And they cut that down to 12 because the Texans pay, they they agreed to pay six of it. And then they restructure it. So it's, so it's essentially that $12 million deal brought down to 6 million. So the original 18, they now have them at a third of, a, of the price. The Texans wanted a third round pick at the trade deadline. The Cowboys get him for a fifth and a sixth. Like an absolute steal. And they've finally done some stuff that I didn't expect them to do. I didn't expect them to trade for anybody. And they did it. And they've actually made the team better this offseason. Yeah, it's one of the rare ones. I will say it's definitely one of the rare ones. But I do want to, here's just like a couple um, free agents that are still available at this moment. Now, this is a very long list, but I'm just going to point out the the big names, not necessarily meaning that the Cowboys could pick up these people, but just anyone. I'm kind of surprised that these people are still on the board. Jadavian Clowney, Edge from Cleveland. He's 30 years old. Shaquille Griffin, Frank Clark, Donovan Smith, Marcus Peters. Let's see who else. Um, Of course, Zeke Elliott. He does count. Um, Kareem Hunt. We know the issues there. Teddy Bridgewater. Not really surprised about Teddy being on that list, but he's usually, he's done pretty well at team hopping. So I think he's kind of run out of places to go. Um, Yeah. yeah, So you you don't need another edge rusher. The only name that really jumped out to me, if I'm being honest, is Kareem Hunt. And that's just because we need another running back right now. None of the receivers intrigue me. 
Um, yeah, the only receiver I was going to list was Jarvis Landry, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I don't want him. He's washed. He's old. He's injury prone. No, thank you. <laughs> like maybe two or three years ago, sure. About, yeah, I'll take Jarvis. What about Julio Jones? <laughs> no. Uh, you'll, you'll get three games out of him before he pulls his hamstring and misses eight. He He's turned into almost like Tyron Smith, where you might get four or five good games out of him before he's on the IR for the rest of the year. Well, here's the thing. Like, as we you were just uh, discussing, Gilmore, um, one person that, you know, we've kind of gone in a circle here with Byron Jones who was former Cowboy, went to Miami. Now he's a free agent. I liked him. I was kind of pissed when we lost him, but... I, yeah, I I do not think he's coming back to football. So he put out a, a tweet a couple months back talking oh, yeah. about how he can't jump anymore. Oh, I remember that. I remember he that. He never officially, like, said, oh, I'm going to retire. Um but it's at least looking like that. I would have loved to have him back in Dallas. He was great for us. Yeah. Um, but it was really more the fans that got rid of him than anything else because nobody wanted him here. And we almost did the same thing with Demarcus Lawrence. Fans rely so much on the stat sheet, and that's why they loved Trayvon Diggs last year or two years ago, but not this yeah. season as much. Right. They want the interceptions. They want the sacks. Yeah. and. Demarcus Lawrence consistently top five in quarterback pressures every year, but that's not a sexy stat. Like no. he's not getting, you know, 13, 14 sacks like he did that year. He got a big contract. Everybody's like, oh, well, now he's got the contract. So he's not, you know, he's just laying no, back I mean, and he's not. There's, I think for certain situations, that's kind of valid because I let's, let's yeah. just say like I, Zeke did hold out for 90 mil. Yeah, he did. And, he did. But I mean, now, I don't know the timeline, the complete timeline of his real injury because we didn't even know he was injured last season. No, uh, we didn't. No, it excuse was, me, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. And like, that was not, we're like, oh, he's injured? Like what? That wasn't yeah. even a thing in the news. And so I don't know how long that had been going on. And um, if it was like maybe a small issue before the holdout and then became bigger, I'm not sure. But yeah. He definitely held out, got his money, and then performance definitely did decline. You yeah. cannot deny that. But Which, there's other and and once again, I you know I don't think that the performance dropping goes down to him getting money. I, I don't think that was it. Oh, I, I think I the performance dropped because he got old. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there are some other players that um, do drop because they get, they get the money. That's all they want, and that's fine. But yeah. In his situation, it definitely did not help him in the media when that happened. No, it didn't. It, it was didn't, like, oh, but, but you know, hey, coincidences happen. But there's just other people, and also, I'm kind of glad we let we didn't re-sign Anthony Barr. Um, he didn't do anything yeah. for us. So no, bye-bye. he didn't. Uh, even though when we got him, we're like, oh, Anthony Barr is gonna be so great. No, it wasn't. Um, don't know what happened there. Really, don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, Randall Cobb still available. Hey, we had him as a cowboy at one point and come back. But <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking here. But um, T.Y. Hilton is a free agent. I would like to keep him, please. Please. I would too. I I think they're kind of just letting it. Well, he, the other thing is, I don't know that he really wants to play anymore. Um, 
I mean, I, I, and I'm that's pure speculation. I don't know anything, you know, oh, yeah. off the top of my head. But he, I mean, he's he's 36, 37, I think. I don't know how much he's got left in him. He was great for us last year, but you also have to remember he didn't play the rest of the year. Like he played four to six oh, yeah. games, whatever it was, towards the end of the year. And that was it. Um, he was great. You know, the, the T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. Sorry, T.Y. Hilton is 33. He, oh, he's 33. Okay, he just seems a lot older. I, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I've been watching T.Y. Hilton play since I was like a small child. But um, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, I mean, that's still semi old and wide receiver no, I years. I get it, but yeah. Um, Definitely not but, almost 40. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the T.Y. Hilton moment that's forever going to be ingrained in my memory is going to be third and 30. Like, yeah. that that was the best moment that he had with the Cowboys. And, and I, know, like, I, I would love to bring him back, don't get me wrong. But I, I, I think they're letting him test the market. And then if he wants to come back, on a super cheap deal, which is what it would be either way. He's he's not out there. Oh, give me five million! But like, he's not going to ask for five million. No, and I I was saying earlier that um I was worried about the receivers. I had totally forgotten that Py Hilton was on our team. To be completely honest with you, so if he stays, I'm not worried. But if he doesn't, I'm yeah. worried. There we go. Yeah. But okay, let's get into some of these mock drafts that I've seen. So um, let's do it. So do you go ahead? Sorry, not to no, not fine. to cut you off. Do you want to, you know, focus mainly on the Cowboys here, or I'm totally fine going overall because I I do have a mock draft roundup here of just recent stuff for the Cowboys. I think probably but, we start overall and then just kind of when we get to our Cowboy picks, let's do it them as such. And I let's just. Uh, start with the Cowboys because we're on this train at the moment. Um, yes. We have our, our 26 pick. Yep. Now, last last year, I think it was last year, we did not trade up at all. Zero. We did not. And now, two surprising. years ago, so yeah, that, that did, I, the Cowboys almost never stay put, um, right. especially when it's fourth or fifth round. Like, you look at Tyler Biotis, they traded up to get him with Philadelphia, right. believe it or not. I don't see us trading up in the. Uh, there's rumors that the Cowboys trade up in the first round. I, the only player that I see them doing it for, and the only reason I think they would do it is because there are dollar signs in the future. Is if Bijan Robinson were to fall, Pat, if, oh, if, he, if he makes it past right. 19. I just which is the Buccaneers. I think the Cowboys trade up to 20. Well, I think there's an entirely possible situation that the Buccaneers take him because they don't have a running back right now. And they don't. And they're they're rid of Brady. They're gonna rely on Kyle Trask and, and Baker Mayfield. And they're gonna try to get every piece. Well, here, here's the thing I will say though, there's been a lot of steam behind Hendon Hooker to the Buccaneers. Makes yeah. a ton of sense. So I see at least five quarterbacks going in the first round. For the longest time, that was like kind of a hot take. I will tell you, I would not be shocked if there are only two quarterbacks that go in the top five. Um, Bryce Young is going to go probably first overall. I would be uh, very oh, yeah. shocked if the Panthers don't take him first. A lot of the talk was when they traded up, oh, they're going to get C.J. Stroud. Don't think that's going to happen. They could throw nope. a curveball and get Anthony Richardson. I love Anthony Richardson. 
absolute freak of an athlete. Reminds me a lot of Cam Newton, but with the build of Cam Newton, but with the legs of Lamar Jackson. Well, also, like, the uh, the reason why people are hesitant on him is because there's just not enough tape. Yeah, but he's he's good. very raw. So you are going to have to develop him. And I think Frank Reich's the guy to do that in... He, Frank Reich did that with Carson Wentz. He did that partially with Jalen Hurts before heading to Indianapolis. But I wouldn't be shocked if... I, I think Richardson and Bryce Young will be in the top five. I wouldn't be shocked if C.J. Stroud falls outside of the top five. Same with Will Levis. Both of them... C.J. Stroud, there's been a lot of hype around, but he scored terribly on the Wonderlick, which... Yeah, the bad Wonderlick score doesn't mean everything, right, right, right. but it also is like uh, kind of a test of your your uh, football IQ as well. For those of you that don't know what the Wonderlick is, is basically almost like any sort of standardized test, and but it's 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 like a you know they give you. I've actually taken it a couple of times before. I scored pretty well on it, but that's. Just to say I'm better than CJ Stroud. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be like, you know, doing things with it's simple math. And, it's like information processing, right? Yes. It, it's, you know, it, certain scenarios you need to do. It, it, it's almost like you're taking the SAT or something like that. And it's, this, is, this has been, I'm going to expand on that. This test is fairly new. Half of the teams in the NFL use it. Now, yeah. it is not a be-all, end-all. Um, no, it's not. The The MLB uses it a little more than yeah, I they would do. argue the NFL does. And I think that's, of course, different sport. And um, here's the thing. I don't want to say that just because he scored low, and I just mean anyone who takes it and scores low, that that means you're completely undraftable. I don't think no, and, and I'm not saying that by no, any I means. I just think I that hurts him. Oh, um, it does. But I don't, there, there yeah. have been articles out there that are like, well, now he's not going to be drafted at all. And I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, that's a little much. Yeah. The reason why I think he's going to fall is because of what I heard that he didn't do the Peyton Manning quarterback camp. Now. Yeah, that, that did throw a little bit. The Manning family is the most powerful family in the NFL, other than the Jones yes. family. You don't skip out on a Manning camp without without notice the night before. Well, you here's what I'll tell you. You don't skip out on anything. No, fair, fair, fair. Like, that, that shows character issues. What had happened was, what I heard had happened, I was not there, I do not know the circumstances, but apparently the night before... C.J. Stroud was supposed to go to this camp that Peyton Manning and Manage, which is a very elite quarterback camp, very well known, and also ups your draft stock once you go and if you perform well. <laughs> the night before, I guess he decided that he just wasn't going to go. He didn't show up. He totally did not show up. And that, to me, I know that's it's it was a big headline for like three seconds, then everyone kind of forgot yeah. about it. In my head, that's a big problem. Now, if the, if something happened, I feel like you would have told the camp and said, hey, this happened, I can't make it, blah, blah, blah. Then you move on. But a no-show with no accountability yeah. and no um, heads up of saying, hey, can't make it, this happened, whatever. 
you don't just you don't just ghost them oh my god that's horrible that 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 makes me wonder what are you gonna do in training camp what are you gonna do what if i'm if i'm a team okay so i'm the carolina panthers at one i'm frank Reich. you know i'm looking at cj Stroud or bryce young bryce young for okay obviously but (laughs) taking taking in that that into account Four years down the line, you've got the fifth-year option. You exercise that. Now, C.J. Stroud wants an extension. There's a good chance he'll hold out. All this shows me is he'll probably hold out when it comes to a contract. Pin this or whatever, record it, whatever you want to do, and come back in five years, and let's see if I'm right. Because I would not be shocked that C.J. Stroud in five years goes to Cabo and you know doesn't no, show up uh, camp what is it what is it thailand thailand with the other guy um, uh that was uh cliff cliff kingsbury yes there we yes. go He'll meet who, up who is now which by the way the last time we talked he was going to thailand is he he's there? now back from thailand oh. he is joining the coaching staff with lincoln riley at usc <laughs> which is gonna be a really fun team just a little college hot take first of all the first overall pick next year will be caleb williams But I think Caleb Williams becomes the second guy ever to go back to back or to win two Heisman's first ever to go back to back. (laughs) Look, I I really like Caleb Williams. I I can see that. He he made a couple stupid throws in that Cotton Bowl game, but he is not the reason they lost that game. It was like 52 to 49 or whatever with the final score. That was defense. But moving moving back to this year's (laughs) draft, yeah, I, I think that CJ Stroud really hurt himself with those two things. Some people just test poorly. Like some people just perform poorly in the combine and then they absolutely go off for pro day. Or yeah. So yeah. But the reason the reason I don't think that's the case for CJ Stroud is because of how well he performed at the combine, but also how well he performed. He he played very well in that playoff game against Georgia. So I actually did not see his combine. Was it good? Was it really good? He, yeah, he he was one of the few guys that actually threw. And because Bryce Young didn't throw, there were, there were a couple different right. guys that didn't throw. And he looked really good. I think they scored him at an 85, the NFL's total score production-wise. He ranked second in the combine at 97 behind um, Anthony Richardson. Athleticism wasn't the greatest. Um, well, I also but, think, uh, sorry, but no, no, you're good. Another thing is that is going to be taken into account in terms of the one-two picks is size. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. What kind of height do you need? What kind of like build do you want for your team? I well, do think that that's uh, going to be interesting. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you right now, I think if Bryce Young goes first overall, the Houston Texans draft Will Anderson. And I think that's the right move. I know everybody, the Texans fans that are listening to this are probably freaking out because, oh my God, another year of Davis Mills. But first of all, Houston Texans, I got two two moves for you to fix both sides of your team in a sense. Draft Will Anderson Jr., who is very close to the same level of a Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, immediate impact. He led the FBS over the last three years in sacks and quarterback pressures. The dude's a freak. Um, One of the best defensive guys I've seen come out of a a draft since probably Miles Garrett. 
Um, and the only reason he's not going first is because there's a quarterback needy team there. If the Bears were still picking first, Will Anderson would be the first overall pick. And it wouldn't really be close. Um, then trade for Trey Lance. The 49ers have made the, the very poor decision to commit to Brock Purdy. Um, there is not a big enough sample size on the last pick in last year's draft. I think he's going to fall off. I really don't. I think teams are going to start to figure him out. Texans trade for Trey Lance. Then you got your quarterback figured out, even though I really don't think Trey Lance is that good. That's another story. I think he's kind of like Jordan Love, who will now be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers since Aaron Rodgers was finally traded to the Jets. Yeah, so the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, pick 15, and a 2023 fifth round. Packers get the number 13 pick. 2023 second round pick, number pick 42, um, a sixth round pick, a conditional second next year that if Rodgers plays 65%, which he will, become the first round pick. So essentially two first round picks. But then I realized the Jets are taking on all of his cap. They are, but here's the thing. So it's a, it's a $60 million cap hit, something like that. It's mm-hmm. a pretty big hit. So it, it, the Jets don't necessarily win the trade because it's probably going to be one year. The Packers, a couple priority picks in the top 100. That's the big thing for me is they got two top 100 picks and a first round pick next year. Well, the thing is with the Jets, I do think people underestimate their their front of office. They they, they drafted well last year. They they, really they drafted very well. And- I thought... Yeah, I know Zach Wilson. You know, I know that whole thing. I get it. You know, but all that stuff. But hey, I mean, they had Mike White for a little bit. You know, stepping up to the plate. They that team is starting to turn around, and I love to they see are. it. Do I think Rogers is going to fix that problem? No, not at all. No. Um, and the whole Rogers thing is the exact same situation of Brett Favre, which is kind of yeah. insane to me. No. It, it is. And what's funny is far of the team you went to right after the Packers was the Jets. Was the Jets exactly? Yeah. And and then he went to Minnesota, but that's a whole thing. Yeah. But it, it's kind of weird. I'm like, are we just like you know deja vu here? But um, the Packers needed to get rid of Rodgers. It, it, it was time. Yeah. I get it. Well, he he didn't want to be there anymore. And, and I, yeah. I was shocked they got as much as they got for a guy that they knew wasn't going to be on their team next year. When Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator and doing all the play calling for the Packers, first of all, they won a Super Bowl. But Fair. they were a top 10, top seven offense every year. When he stopped, which was two two years before he was fired, they immediately dropped to like 20-something. Like, it, it was a big drop. I don't think that McCarthy, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's so, you know, he's old school, blah, blah, blah. I think they're fine. Um, I, I think it honestly is going to work out in the long run. Yeah, I agree with that. And I just, I heard that McCarthy and Moore were not getting along toward the end of that um, season. Yeah. And that makes total sense to me because why would you put Zeke at center? But <laughs> that's not a McCarthy call. I can tell you right now it wasn't. And yeah. um, just stuff like that. Heads were butting and it was starting to get in the way of the team. But, yeah, uh, they, they've got a really, really good staff right now. I'm I'm very happy with where the team stands, especially because the one thing I wanted to happen was I wanted Kellen Moore gone. So I, I'm very happy with with that so far. And 
I mean, there were, of course, if you're interested, go to DallasCowboys.com and see the changes in depth. But um, I think it's, you know, it's a it's fresh. You know, it feels fresh. And that's what I like. So here's the thing. Here is we'll kind of do both at the same time. Go into a mock draft and then analyze once we get to our picks. Bryce Young going to Panthers. For a while there, people thought it was Stroud and that that would be the case, as you said earlier. I just don't think it fits. I don't think it fits. And with all these issues that are starting to arise, I don't think it fits. Yeah. As we have seen, Carolina needs a damn quarterback because they have tried everything. <laughs> they tried, they tried yeah, you're right. everything yeah. last year. And it did, when you can't make Baker Mayfield work, you're in trouble. It, it was a bad – they need something there. They needed a new coach. I wrote down some picks that I saw that I thought were kind of interesting but not totally out of out of uh, contention. So this was just some, some cowboy picks that I saw that I'm like, you know, <laughs> that has actually a more possible chance of happening than getting Bijan. And majority of the news outlets about, let's see – 10% of them say that we're going to get Bijan. I am on the Michael Mayer train, personally. I think that's where we're going. What do you think? See, here's my thing with Michael Mayer. And I... So, around this time last year, there were two things that we heard. One is that the Dallas Cowboys front office was enamored with Tyler Smith. And the other one was that Dan Quinn loved Sam Williams. And if he was available in the second round, that was going to be the Cowboys pick. And both of those things happened. Now, this year, the rumor is if Michael Mayer's there at 26, he's not getting past Dallas. I am trying to make myself fall in love with the pick, but I can't. <laughs> so, Here's the thing. Like, now... People are saying in terms of tight end, it's either yeah. him or Kincaid. I don't think Kincaid will be there. I think Kincaid will go to the commanders, personally. Interesting. I really do. I've, and they don't have a tight end, so it works yeah. out for them. But I, I think he's going there 100%. I don't think we have a chance of getting him um, just because of the order, purely. Yeah. And we're not going to trade up for a tight end. That's just not going to happen. No. Um, yeah, I think if Michael no. Mayer is there perfect take him especially because schultz is gone if schultz yes. was still on the team i'd be like mm, don't do that see but, I, I, yeah. i'll be honest with you i would have been perfectly comfortable rolling into the season with ferguson and hendershot just being completely oh, yeah. honest totally comfortable with it i agree Here, here's what i will say michael mayer one of the most productive tight ends in the history of college football 180 receptions 2,099 yards, 18 touchdowns in his three years with the Fighting Irish. He's really good. And I don't know how much you watch film or look at pro comps, but every time I see the guy on film, and it, it the pro comps are the same of what I'm getting at here, he just screams Jason Witten. Exactly. And I know that really <laughs> excites Cowboys fans. And don't get me wrong, like, that's awesome. Um, I love that. I just, I, 
believe it or not, as somebody who loves the flashy or the sexy pick of like a wide receiver or a running back, or I don't think tight ends a sexy pick. If I'm being honest, um, I want them to draft a lineman. I think that okay. there are multiple options on this is that this is a perfect transition on one of the drafts the mock drafts that i saw they had an interior alignment going at 26 for the cowboys from tcu uh steve avila yep i love steve avila i mean the the guy is we would be getting a better Connor mcgovern in my eyes so Um, i think that's entirely possible that that could happen yeah I think it is too. Steve Avila can, he can be a day one starter at left guard, which is what we need. He can be a center if we need him once we get rid of uh, Tyler Biotish. Oh, this is, um, by the way. He can kick out and play tackle if we need him to do that too. He can play the entire offensive line. That's what he did at TCU. Yeah. There's some talk that he could be there at 58, 56, wherever we're picking in the second round. I think it's 58. 58. But. Well, I don't see him being there. Uh, I agree with that. But also, just some updates that I saw this morning. I don't know if you saw them. Apparently, we're going to use Josh Ball on the interior line more instead of Yeah, the I did see that. And then also, Tyler Smith is going to be more of a left guard, which is what he was supposed to be in the first place. But, yeah, um, so that's so relying that, heavily that's on, on Tyron Smith being healthy. Right, um, yes, of course. But that which is I also... I would like them to bring back Jason Peters as well. Um, yes. Whether that be in a, a coaching capacity or honestly, let him play another year. Like the guy's like <laughs> ancient at this point, but give him another contract. Get, get him to 60. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. <laughs> make him out, outlast Tom Brady. We definitely. Uh, I, I, he's got like three more years and then he does it. So I think. Do we need an interior? Line? We need interiors on both. We lines. do. We be, with Connor McGovern being gone, we need interior yes. line. It's kind of just like ah, let's see who we can throw there right now. Now, hey, but like I, I'm a Bills fan, so I'm not upset. Like, <laughs> but but because I ended up getting him in anyway. But for the Cowboys, it's like oh, that was kind yeah. of surprising. It yeah, was- I I thought he was going to be back. Um, there's so last year there was really only one name that I didn't want the Cowboys to pick at 24 and that was Tyler Smith um, <laughs> there's really not a name that I hate this year um, I Bijan would be fun don't get me wrong but I wouldn't be thrilled um, there, there's more there's better things out there I, I think we can get a Roshan Johnson in the 4th or 5th round or an Eric Gray from Oklahoma in the 4th or 5th round or you mentioned a Tank Bigsby there's plenty of guys out there we can get and I would love Tank honestly there, there was some talk of Peter Schrager had us getting Jameer Gibbs from Alabama um, and- Gibbs is a fun little gadget guy reminds me a lot of Alvin Kamara he had 926 yards, rushing seven touchdowns, and then 444 receiving yards and three touchdowns through the air. Um, with Alabama, he played at Georgia Tech, transferred to the Roll Tide. Had a good year. Um, sec- without a doubt, second best guy in the class. Not even close um, with anybody else that's like third, fourth, fifth on that list. I'm really not all that in on running back. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay both had us getting Quentin Johnston, which 
you know, big TCU guy. I like the frame of Quentin Johnson. He didn't test very well. Um, he had over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. He's he's a big guy. He's six. He's listed at six four. I think of the combine, he came in at like six two, six three. Like yeah. Let, let's talk about pick fifty eight. All right. Now, this person. I just grabbed these picks from online. These include fans and, and experts and all of that. So two options that I saw that kind of intrigued me. Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami. For us, um, interesting. Don't think we need it, but it's interesting. Then we have the defensive tackle from Baylor, who has a name that I yeah. can't pronounce. Tiaki uh, <laughs> Ika. Yes, him. And, and or... This was also an interesting um, Kendry Miller running back TCU. I would be furious if they drafted Kendry Miller <laughs> at 58. Kendry Miller is not better than a fourth round pick. So um, that's some interesting second rounds that I saw. Yeah. What did you have going for the second round for Cowboys? So if you want to talk running back in the second round for me, it's Zach Charbonnet played at Michigan the first two years of his career, transferred to UCLA was phenomenal with the Bruins the last two years, led the Pac-12 in rushing, I believe, in each of the last two seasons. Really fun guy. Um, Really solid running back, too. Um, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, that's another name out there. Home run threat. Um, He's a quicker guy. Decent frame, 6'1", 6'2". The Cowboys don't have a receiver over 6'2", which is why, like, Getting a Quentin Johnson who's like a 6'3-ish would be interesting. Um, Cedric Tillman is a name to watch from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Very, very, no, I, very I know underrated. He, um, he absolutely is. I think just to shout out to the University of Tennessee, some yeah. damn good players last year. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, I like Dion Henley from Washington State. Linebacker, I think he was second in tackles in the Pac-12. He had 74 solo um only five missed tackles last year we need a linebacker whether or not you want to commit to that we've got vandereth uh jabril cox timon clark we need a linebacker well also um, we have micah but i don't i don't count him um oh he moves around too much to be that's that's the thing Uh, i the the pick before you get to your point the pick that i think they go with well if it could be around three guys. This is like the stereotypical Dan Quinn pick. It's Julius <laughs> Brents. He's six foot four. And I'm trying to see what his arm like 34 inch arms. Like the tall, lanky guy is what he, what Dan Quinn loves. The hey, let me go out there and get a guy that's like, you know, a Richard Sherman. Darius Rush is another guy from South Carolina that I could see them really liking. There's been some talk um, about them getting him at 58 as well. I like Mm -hmm. Darius Rush, really liked him in Mobile, six foot two, 33 and three eighths. So another longer lengthy guy that Dan Quinn kind of loves. So here is some interesting scenarios. And I, I think that is a solid 58 pick. Um, do I think we're going to trade up? I don't really know yet because I have to see what happens with the other teams. And But here's an interesting scenario that I just saw on the Draft Network. So, of course, you know, like you said, Carolina, Bryce Young, done. Okay. 
this scenario would kind of change the entire draft. Minnesota Vikings trading up to number two and taking Will Levis. I would 100% would. I would not take Will Levis. Um, oh, no, but they need him. <laughs> yeah, I would I would rather have C.J. Stroud than Will Levis. Um, Interesting. And that's the history of knowing what Ohio State quarterbacks are. I don't think Will Levis is proven. I liked him early on in the draft process. And the mm-hmm. more that I watched him, I was like, I don't like this guy anymore. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, personally, I think the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this class is Anthony Richardson, but he doesn't fit the scheme of Minnesota, which is why I think Levis right. makes sense there. Right. Um, Remember, they were working with Case Keenum for a very long time. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> cousins. Uh, so he fits that mold. I really like Anthony Richardson. Me personally... If I am the Houston Texans and I need a quarterback, or the Arizona well, the Arizona Cardinals don't need a quarterback, but there's a name out there that is probably not going to be wearing purple next year, and I'm not talking <laughs> about Kirk Cousins. I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, okay. I would trade Lamar Jackson in a heartbeat to move up and get Anthony Richardson. I honestly think. Like the minute before the draft, that's going to happen, honestly. Now, here's the thing. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I am praying that this draft... There there were some reports today that I saw. Let me quick see if I can figure out who said it. You know, be ready for literally anything to happen on draft. <laughs> like, they were like, this could be one of the craziest drafts we've that we've okay. ever seen. Have you, have you heard the Derrick Henry rumors? Yes. <laughs> I'm not in. Don't, don't. Look, I love King Henry. I do. Um, it's a guy that he's a freak. Like The guy should not be moving the way. He's 6'4", 280, 260, something like that. He should not. A man should not move pure like muscle. that if you're 6'4". Yeah. He, he reminds, speaking of pure muscle, that's like Tyron Smith. Like pure <laughs> muscle. Just freaky athletes. I Care don't want the Cowboys the trading for him because... Going no, back I don't, to it, I don't think running backs are worth it. But I don't, I don't think I don't I don't I agree with you. I don't I don't want if, that either. Here, here's what I'll tell you. There's the Cowboys today. Jerry Jones said they've got 15 to 18 first round grades. Now, he didn't pick up the paper and show it like he did last year, but um, they do Here. have 15 to 18 first round grades. I believe they had 18 last year. Tyler Smith was 19. Wasn't a first round grade. It was um, I can't remember who it was. It was the safety from Georgia. I will tell you right now, the quarterback thing is awesome for us because you're going to have five go, I think, before the Cowboys even pick. And those five are uh, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Hendon Hooker. Yes, I I would like to say Hendon Hooker's going in the top five. I know no one has that down on the big networks and all that stuff. He's going in the top five. Did y'all see him play last year? Ridiculous. He, He was great. I... I don't know that he would go top five just because those teams need a quarterback. If it's somebody trading up, I I would oh, see well, him, I could see him in the top ten at like somebody trades up with like the Bears or the Eagles. Like I could see the Eagles trading down. If if Hooker's yeah. still there, I could see them moving back That's to like fair. seventeen with Washington or something. That's actually fair. In that case, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> um the thing is like People have him not even in or in the late first round or second round. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's top 10 for sure. Um, yeah. 
top five at best. And uh, here's the thing. I think here's one of my scenarios. Someone, whoever that is, not sure with what team trades up to number two, therefore putting Houston down because I think Houston does not want CJ Stroud. And oh, no, they don't. They don't. So they're going to say it and be like, you know what? We're going to be so confident in this. We're going to just pass on him. <laughs> now, yeah. in this scenario that I just said, Will Levis is the quarterback. But let's just put CJ Stroud at two. Now, let's say Houston uh, passes on that. I think they go and get Tyree Wilson at rusher. And I think that's how they make that statement. I think this is a crucial draft for Houston. I'm not a fan at all, but I do think that they are going to make some interesting moves on Thursday. I, I think they will too. I don't know that Tyree Wilson does it too. I, I've i seen some people saying he slides. I don't think he gets past Seattle because I think Will Anderson's the picket too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think... Uh, I have him going eight to Atlanta, Nolan Smith from Georgia. I would love for him to fall to 26, but I don't see it happening. Speaking of, of Atlanta, I have CJ Stroud going in. <laughs> and Interesting. I, I really do because they just haven't been able to figure it out. They tried with Mariota, didn't work. And it just, ever since Matt I, Ryan declined, it's been a mess over yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to do it yet because I think they're going to try... Um, well, who do they have? Desmond, they have Desmond oh, that's Ritter. Right. That's right. I yeah, think they're going to try him out. Honestly, I think you're going to get the same out of Desmond Ritter this year that you will out of CJ Stroud. Like, yeah. I, I think Ritter's honestly a decent quarterback. He's got a good football IQ. Um, he's really good at reading defenses. It's just that he played for Cincinnati and didn't really have the talent around him. There's a re- mm-hmm. He was the reason they went to the playoffs. He was the reason they went undefeated two years in a row. But he's the reason they were in the playoffs in, what was that, two years ago or whatever against Alabama. Right. Well, also, <laughs> this is just to whoever wrote this. I don't remember. Someone, someone said, in a mock draft for the Cowboys specifically, that we would get C.J. Stroud. I heard a lot of talk that the Cowboys actually did like him. Um, Uh, Didn't he visit? I swear he did. Dak is is starting to be made of glass. (laughs) So... Yeah. But yeah... I, I don't I don't like that pick for me personally. He just doesn't fit what we've been doing, and it would be a total um, contradiction of what we've been trying to rebuild and rebrand and all of that stuff in terms of our actual talent. So yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, yeah, I- number three, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. They have Tyree Wilson going. I think that probably fits. They don't need a quarterback right now. I think they trade out. Um, I I don't know who's going to move up. Uh, Maybe the Raiders, if they, I know they have Jimmy G, but if they're not actually committed to him, they could totally move up. Interesting. Um, I mean, there's a couple of different teams. You could see Minnesota move up. You could see. I think Minnesota has to move up this year. They have to. If they, uh, they could go out and get Trey Lance. I I think they're the front runner for Trey Lance right now. Interesting. Um, I would rather have Trey Lance than get a quarterback that's not Bryce Young this year, unless it's Anthony Richardson. They have Anthony Richardson going to the Colts at four. Yeah, and that's been all the talk right now as he goes for. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody swoops in and gets him before then. That actually works because, like, at number five, they've got Will Anderson going 
to to the Seahawks trade by Denver. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't think Will Anderson lasts that long. Uh, that's just me personally, but that would be a phenomenal pick because they need an edge rusher. They do. And that would be a way to bolster that defense you're getting. A, I hate using the word generational, so I'm not going to because it's overused, but you're getting a very, very talented, probably the best defensive player we've seen in college in the last five years in Will Anderson. Yeah. No, like, he's very talented. And if anyone needs that right now, like you just said, it is Seattle because, good Lord, look at what happened last year. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so at six, Detroit Lions, they got cornerback Devin Witherspoon. Cool yep. name. Uh, really like Devin Witherspoon. Um, it, it, the top two guys, so the tier one of corners is literally 1A, 1B. It's not 1-2. It's right. Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. It comes down to who you like. Devin Witherspoon playing in the Big Ten, I would lean more towards him simply because he played against better competition. If the Cowboys were to move up for a corner, I would want it to be Devin Witherspoon. I really like him. I think that's a good pick for the Lions. But I don't think they can go wrong with Christian Gonzalez either. This is kind of a crucial year for them as well. Because, like, now they're not at the bottom of the barrel. And they're starting to go up and starting to beat teams like the Eagles and stuff like that. And, um, or almost beat them. Sorry, they didn't beat them. They almost did, though. Um, Yes. It's crucial in their rebuilding of that franchise. But anyway... At seven, we've got Christian Gonzalez for the Las Vegas Raiders. They brought Josh Jacobs back on the the tag. So the the offense is good. Uh, Gonzalez would be a good pick. They need to store up that defense right now. That's the big reason they lost so many games last year. I'm going to throw it out there. I really am going to throw it out there. You know who I think trades up to two? The New York Giants. Interesting. I think they trade up to two. That's my that's my pick. That's my hot take. I don't know that they would just because they signed Jones to a four year deal. Yeah, but I don't think they take a quarterback. It depends on it depends on who takes one and all that stuff. Interesting. But I think I think they trade up to two and shift things around, and then all the other teams freak out because yes, they are committed to Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, and they just signed uh, Darren Waller. Because I'm looking at this list and I'm like, who's missing? What team is missing that needs to be here? And it's the Giants. And yeah, like, yeah, they didn't have the worst record. They kind of gave us a little bit of trouble when we played them last year. They are they are on the kind of like the Lions, but further ahead, um, on the cusp of success. And yeah. the, I think in order to really make a difference it would be trading up in the draft this year and getting a crucial piece that that's my pick. I think this, all these other teams, I mean, Minnesota needs it too, but I really think the giants now I don't want them to do this because they're in our division, but yeah, I think if I'm a GM, I'm trading up and I'm getting whatever I need, whether that be an edge rusher, a D lineman, an interior offensive lineman, anything. I I think I, I, I could see them trading up. I don't, think they'll go all the way to two just because they're picking 25 that would be giving up a ton i could see them trading up to like the 15 to 20 range um if they like one of those corners like a joey porter or a brian branch um i could see them trading up there but i don't maybe if deontay banks slides but i don't know 
they just, I just know that, you know, they're trying and, and also, also, you know what I think is going to happen. I heard this the other day and I'm like, oh my God, that's such a possibility. Saquon makes his choice right before the draft. And because he hasn't signed the, the franchise tag, he's yeah. not going to, um, I think if he does, then they're fine at, at, at running back and they don't trade up. Yeah. If he doesn't, they trade up, get a running back, probably get Bijan right out from under. Yeah. Us. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that, that's certainly a way that you could do it if you're them. I, I don't think like, it's a terrible move. I think, well, Saquon is, is, is doing his duty and trying to get his money. I get it. Yeah. Um, and he and he came off remarkably well off of that injury. And yeah, he did. Uh, he did. Out. So we shut him down, but that doesn't make a difference. And yeah, it's just it will change their entire draft board if he says yes or no. That's the yeah. Thing. And I think it, it changes their order of picks. I really do. But okay, let's go to number eight. They've got. Oh, I do not think this is accurate, but this is just me. They've got Jalen Carter from Georgia. Now, here's the thing. Very talented player. Got some off-the-field issues. I think he slides off. I think he he doesn't even go in the top ten. See, I don't I don't even know that he I don't know that he makes it past Chicago. Because Chicago has been in love with them from the start, and I don't really think they care about the off the field issues as much. Um, the the pick at eight would make a ton of sense just because it's a hometown guy, uh, and it fits a need that the Falcons have. Their defense is a really big problem right now, so I personally, I honestly, I like the pick at eight. I know Chicago would not be happy with it. <laughs> well, they have right under that. They have Chicago at nine, taking Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from Tennessee. Um, do they need that? Absolutely. Justin Fields yes. can only run so much. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Wright in the top ten. I think Paris Johnson from Ohio State's a better pick. There's been talk about if if Wright falls, the Cowboys might look at taking him and putting him at guard, and I'm wouldn't be against that by any chance. Um, well, that well, okay, they have. Uh, because now that Carolina has traded up, that changes the thing, and um, that puts the Bears down at nine. I think he has a real shot, honestly. Wright does. Um, then they've got Eagles at ten. Paris Johnson Jr. Like like you had just said, um, offensive tackle from Ohio State. Eagles need that. Would you agree? Yeah, um, the the Eagles. They have a very, very old offensive line, and they just lost Andre Dillard. <laughs> and Jason, uh, not Jason, Jason Kelsey is going to come back. Yeah, he he will be back. Um, I, I think they need to start. The, the nice thing with the Cowboys is they've done a good job of completely resetting that line from the one they had in 2016, 2017. And it's a very young offensive line that's still good. And that's why I kind of want them to take a guard in the first round to keep that line young and also add some more talent there. But I I think that's a good pick for the Eagles. I also like that pick just because it doesn't give them a skill player and I don't want them to have another skill player. We don't want the Eagles to have anything. (laughs) Anything at all. This is another interesting scenario. As we keep saying, CJ is going to fall, CJ is going to fall, all that stuff, right? This person on Draft Network has Tennessee Titans taking him at 11. What do you think? It's an interesting pick. 
I think it could I work. I think it could. Because, like, who, what, Ryan Tannehill? You really going <laughs> to invest in that? I mean, yeah. No offense, Ryan, but. No, I mean, you're definitely right. I. They need him. They need a quarterback. I, they do. I just, I don't want them to give up on Malik Willis yet. I really like him. Um, but it mm. makes sense for them. Like, or at least, like, put CJ on the bench or, or and then yeah. use Willis or something, something. And they're kind of similar in their play. That's why I say that this could be a very plausible scenario. I don't know. It just it just kind of works, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't see him going to Houston. I just don't. And CJ in particular, I just don't see that happening no matter what number it is. It just doesn't fit, especially yeah. now that they've kind of invested in Davis Mills. And it's kind of worked, honestly. Kind of worked. They made something out of nothing there. And... Um, if they're going to keep going with that plan, then CJ Stroud is an outlier in that, and it doesn't work. At 12, they have the Texans trading with Cleveland, and they take Nolan Smith, Edge, from Georgia. Thoughts? The uh, the Deshaun trade, yes. Uh, no, I mean, that that's a yes. good pick for the Texans because you, you add some more defense. Who did they have them taking at two? They dropped down because at this, they had Minnesota going to two and taking. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So they dropped. So 12 is their first pick. Okay. So you don't get Will Anderson, but you get Nolan Smith, who had the best combine of anybody and was a freak. And then you still have the opportunity at 21 or 20, whatever it is, where the Vikings are at, to. uh, No, they're not that high. And I think they might be 17 or 18. But you still have an opportunity to get a, a real impact player on offense. Or if you want to get Hendon Hooker, you can do that too. That's a good point. That's good. Now, there's, here's another scenario. Um, I don't remember if you said this. You might have already. But Tennessee taking Hendon Hooker. I don't think he'll last that long. But if that would work for them. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you this. But at 13, <laughs> via the New York Jets, because of the Aaron Rodgers trade, they have your favorite. Jackson Smith and Jigba going to Green Bay. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, they've got Garrett <laughs> Wilson from Ohio State. Makes total sense for them to go out there and get another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Something the Packers refuse to do. Honestly, I think he's the only real first-round guy other than maybe Zay Flowers from Boston College. Yes. But I wouldn't be... I wouldn't really want Flowers at 26. Well, but you would be fine with Jigba. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um... Okay, yeah, got it. Cool. But it makes sense. They don't have Cobb anymore, and that he's kind of a Cobb-like receiver, uh, and Jigba is. And um, with Jordan Love, you know, it, it, anything can happen. Yeah. So, Patriots. Now, shout out to Shane Daly. Hey, Shane, if you're listening, you probably are. But I know he doesn't want this to happen, but it's probably going to happen. They get Bijan Pats at 14. See, I don't think it will happen because the Patriots have never been big buyers on running backs. They did it with Sony Michelle and it failed miserably. <laughs> I and also you've got to remember that the Patriots pick the most Patriots picks ever. Like, yeah, yeah. And, they, and I wouldn't be shocked to see them get Darnell Wright. Like that makes so much sense to me that the Patriots go out there and get they get Darnell Wright. Shane was saying that 
draft a cornerback, draft an O-line, something different. And um, he was talking about how uh, the Patriots just don't draft well. Now, that's coming from a Patriots super fan. So yeah. that's kind of like us talking about the Cowboys. And it's, it's, it's entirely different when it's your own favorite team. I don't. There, there's some people that have Bijan going in, like much higher, like top five, which I think is interesting as well. It um, could it could happen. I wouldn't be. I mean, he's a top five player in this draft. Um, right. It's just a matter of will he actually do that? And I don't. It, it'll be interesting to see how things go draft night. Absolutely. And then because of the Rogers pick um, or Rogers trade. Jets go down to 15, taking Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia. It's a good pick. They need offensive line. You don't know. They drafted Makai Becton a couple years ago, and he's been nothing but injury prone. So I I think it's a good pick. Um, A lot of people really like Broderick Jones as the top guy in the class. I know a couple guys were picked before him, but... Yeah, then they have at 16, Commanders, Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. I would replace that taking Dalton Kincaid, as I said earlier. Tight end, certainly a possibility there. I think they're probably go defense. I like Deontay Banks. I think Joey Porter's a little better than him, but Deontay Banks certainly wouldn't be a bad pick either. Well, I, I just think, well, definitely, at least my solid pick here, if I'm the commanders, um, you go tight end first or second round. For yeah. For you, sure. you have to. Like, you have to. Everyone knows you're going to do that. It's just a matter of when. Um, if they don't, I would be incredibly surprised. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. but hey, um, we need to root for Major Tutty, right? <laughs> so, at 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. Peter Skoronsky, O-line Northwestern. Yeah, they, they need some O-line help. I think Joey Porter Jr. is going to be the pick. And the only reason is you know they did it last year with kenny pickett they they drafted the pittsburgh guy and joey porter jr is the son of obviously joey porter who played for the pittsburgh steelers right they need depth at that position um they just brought in patrick peterson so he can kind of learn under him but i i think i would be very shocked if the pick was not joey porter jr with the steelers specifically now with pickett which I actually like. I love that pick for them. I I think it's a great choice. And people, you know, think I'm a hot take for this. But it's like, no, I think Kenny Pickett is actually really underrated. All of his highlights are of him on the run because he doesn't have an O-line to help yeah. him. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it, like that was the major highlight when he got out of that. He scrambled out and then he threw the touchdown to uh, Harris. And and that was the whole thing on ESPN and all that yeah. stuff. And and it was because he was out of the pocket and they don't have an outline that says that completely. So at 18, they have the Lions again. D-line from Pittsburgh. Cansey? Love Kalijah Cansey. Kalijah Cansey. There we are. So Cansey tested very similarly to another Pittsburgh defensive tackle by the name of Aaron Donald. Um, I don't think he's going to be Aaron Donald, but he's got a lot of really good traits. And um, I would love if he fell to the Cowboys at 26 because I was just about to ask line you that. Been an issue. I was just the interior about line's been an issue for quite some time. He won't be there. Um, that's why a lot of guys are saying Mozzie Smith from Michigan could be the Cowboys pick at 26, but I don't see that happening. Tampa Bay Bucks, they have them at 19. Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson. That makes sense. Does it make sense? Yep. 
Yep. Uh, this next one actually really makes sense. So this would be a trade via Seattle, putting mm-hmm. Kansas City at 20, and they take Zay Flowers. I think that fits yeah. perfectly. I think Zay Flowers will get to them at 31, but there was a report okay. the other day he was here in Dallas working out with Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is probably saying to them, like, hey, Please uh, I don't have a good Kermit voice, but... Um, you know, hey, go get this guy for me, and let's see if we can run it back and win another one. Well, also, like, I, I think, you know, they did the excellent thing of drafting Sky Moore, and mm-hmm. um, that was a seriously underrated pick. I think Zay, on the other side of that, matches perfectly. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. But yeah, so 21, Los Angeles Chargers, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. Makes Thoughts? sense. Makes sense. Uh, you get a SoCal guy, uh, bringing the hometown guy. At that point, I is Bijan still on the board? He was taken by Pats at fourteen. So I, that's right. I I wouldn't be shocked if Jameer Gibbs was the pick if they they were looking at a running back because he's very similar to Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler, and Eckler wants out. Right. He does. Hey. What if we took Eckler? <laughs> it's, it's. I wouldn't want to trade on. what you have to trade for him, but, but he's, 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 he's a really good running good. back. He's really good. Now here's your guy, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State, going to the Baltimore Ravens at 22. Does it make sense? Makes sense. Yeah, they need. Uh, they pretty much always draft defense in the first round. Very rarely do they not. Um, Rashad Bateman, Lamar Jackson are the only two names that really come to mind. Drafted Kyle Hamilton. No, you're from right, right. Last year, I was thinking that makes sense. Yeah, they they definitely do that. Um, so since in this scenario Minnesota traded up to two, this brings Houston down to twenty three, yes. and they take Quinton Johnson, wide receiver from DCU. That's interesting. Makes sense. Uh, they need a wide receiver for. Yep. I mean, Brandon Cooks leaves. Nico yep. Collins is your top guy. You need a wide receiver. Johnson Johnson's the best guy on the board at this point and semi hometown guy um playing in the DFW a couple hours north 24 Jacksonville Jaguars they have I would be mad but you probably wouldn't Michael Mayer going to Jacksonville not a terrible pick they've got Evan Ingram that gives them another really solid tight right. end and Evan Ingram's really more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end at this point, just the yes, way that they used him last year. So getting a true tight end, end in there would be a good pick for them. They have the Giants at 25 taking Brian Branch from Alabama. Yeah, so Brian Branch listed as a safety, yeah, very likely going to play nickel corner in the NFL just based on his size. Really good player, though. The, the Alabama safeties are just a really special bunch. This next one, of course, would be us. Now, this is an interesting scenario. One we have not talked about yet. Cowboys are 26. Now, remember, we talked about Gilmore. Only one year left on his deal. Okay. Now, this player has worked out with us recently and visited the star and all of that jazz. At 26. Before you say it, before you say it, let 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 me think. Is it Emmanuel Forbes? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I had a pretty good feeling Emmanuel Forbes was going to be the name that was going to come up. Here's what I will tell you. This is the big reason I do not like Emmanuel Forbes. You Let don't. me tell you. So Emmanuel Forbes listed at 
six foot one. What's cool? Like, give me, give me your taller defensive back. Here, and he's got 32 and a quarter in turn. Here's my problem. 166 pounds. This man is <laughs> so, so light. Don't get me wrong. Look, tested really well. 43540, 37 and a half vertical on a 10, 10 feet, 11 inch broad jump. Really good. Um, really good. At, and I will say the, the weight issue doesn't really show on tape. The frame is really what bothers me there, but he's got good play recognition. Um, he's quick. He would be fun to have, don't get me wrong, and he's probably going to be a first-round guy. I wouldn't hate the pick, but I'm really worried about his weight. Our next one would be at 90. Now, this person... I think this is a little unrealistic because I don't think he'll be there at 90. Has us taking Tank Bigsby at 90. I don't think he will be there. I wouldn't be overly shocked if Tank Bigsby was there just because of how deep the running back class is. Um, You know, he's... They need a, a bigger running back now and he'd kind of fit the role that Elliot had last season. But if you're not going to pick a running back in the first two rounds, you probably need to go one in round three, unless you're adamant that um, Elliot will be back. I like Garrett Williams. It's another corner. But if you already draft a corner, you don't need him. I really like him. This is the guy that could go. I mean, this would be a big shock if he went in the first round. I think he's worthy of that pick he just his I really don't know why he's being slept on but Marvin Mims from Oklahoma uh 5'11 from Frisco Texas he played at Lone Star I really like him and I wouldn't be mad if we got him at 58 if he's there at 90 I'm biting on it immediately yeah and here's just some other scenarios that we haven't hadn't discussed but I'm I'm gonna throw it out there just to you know CBS has us at 26 taking Jalen Hyatt, which is interesting. I I don't think that would happen. Thrilled with Hyatt just because I think he's more of a second round guy. I think you can get him at 56, but not the worst pick in the world. Right, and then they also have us um, taking Tucker Craft, tight end from South Dakota State. That's interesting. That's that's so. There's a couple guys um, that are pretty underrated Tucker Craft being one of them D2 guy or FCS guy I should say 27 reception 348 yards and three touchdowns nothing gonna jump out at you in 2021 he had more usage um, 773 yards and six touchdowns I, I, I wouldn't be mad at the pick in the third or fourth round also has us at 90 taking Dion Henley from Washington State yeah, I mean, that's that's a decent spot for him. Let's see where we are. We land at 129. They have us taking Michael Wilson, wide receiver from Stanford. I really like Michael Wilson. Reminds me a lot of Simi Fehoko in terms yeah. of the ceiling. I think he's better than Fehoko. Obviously, both of those guys coming from Stanford. And this was prop. Well, his most productive season was 2019. Got some injury issues, but I, I like the pick in at with the 129, right? Yeah. 
I'm totally okay with that. Then we move to 212. Josh Wiley? Tight end Cincinnati? Yes. So if you're already drafting a tight end in the third round, don't draft another one. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, Josh Wiley is a solid later pick. Um, like I said, this is a really deep class for tight ends. Our next one would be 244. They have Tashawn Manning, offensive guard from Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, not a terrible pick. The Cowboys are going to need to go offensive line at some point. I don't know that I want to wait this long. No, I agree. Um, but I could see them double dipping at the position. Just other scenarios real quick. Someone has us taking Kobe Turner uh, from Wake Forest at 129. Okay. I'm not against it. We need, we really need some help on that interior defensive line. Um, he's a he's a really nice option in the later rounds. Um, that That's the one nice thing with the Cowboys is they're so good at drafting. But one name we didn't talk about that I'd really like in the fourth round is DeMar- uh, DeMarvion Overshone from Texas, linebacker. Probably going to play edge in the NFL or at least be kind of like a Micah Parsons, which is where yeah. you play linebacker. He'd play more linebacker than edge. Well, yeah, and then... Another uh, final scenario for me would be at 212, taking D winners linebacker yeah. from DCU. Uh, I yeah. think that's plausible. Now, I will tell you one linebacker I really like. He'd probably be third round, Dorian Williams from Tulane. I, re- I mean, Tulane had the most insane turnaround of any team in the history of college sports. Went 2-10 and 10 last year, finished 11-2 and two this past year, won the Cotton Bowl. He had 81 solo tackles, was third in the FBS. Five sacks, two forced fumbles, and two interceptions. Really, really good player. 6'2", 225. Another position the Cowboys need. Right. Give me, if he lasts to the third round, I would beg them to take <laughs> He will drive down to Frisco and I go will, into the draft room. Yes, I will him. beg Jerry to take him because he would be <laughs> a phenomenal pick. And it, I I would love to see him in that Dan Quinn system. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. And well, yeah, I think honestly, we have all of our scenarios for the Cowboys in particular. And yeah. I cannot wait until Thursday at 8 p.m. I am so ready. We will probably be texting and and seeing yeah. how all of these things unfold. But thank you, Alec, for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It is always a fun time. Yeah, and we will definitely evaluate our picks later and see what Absolutely. happened, what didn't, all of that stuff.